Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from disciplined disciples to dangerous doors. And today we're talking about dryads and treants. Hey, Brian. Hey, dude. What's going on? Not much. Uh, just going to talk about some really druidic shit today. Oh, cool. Dryads and treants. Turning into bears. Oh. Not turning into okay. bears. Okay. No, not today. All right. Turning into trees, maybe. Turning into trees. <laughs> Can druids turn into trees? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I think there might be some sort of plant life transformation spell at some point. Oh, in some okay. So it's not wild know. shape. I don't really run druids. You can't like wild shape into like an awakened bush or whatever. No, no, not usually. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fucking cool. That would be cool. Yeah. I'm just fucking stealth mode. I would have no problem hand waving and being like, yeah, you could turn into a plant. Fuck it. Yeah. You're but a bush anyways, now. Let's talk about dryads. Okay. We're going to start with them. So dryads are fae beings with the appearance of a female humanoid a lot Ooh. of the time. Um, but they're actually the manifestations and extensions of the souls of trees. So <laughs> okay. they are protectors of forests, trees, and wild places of the world. Okay. So they're based primarily on the mythological Greek creature known as dryads, <laughs> All right. uh, which are, uh, they were a form of nymph, basically specific to oak trees. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. These beings were thought to be the beautiful semi-deific spirits of nature. So all trees are just like a chrysalis for dryads, like a, like a cocoon. Kind of. And you become like a beautiful dryad butterfly. Kind of. We'll get into, all right. we'll get into where dryads come from because they actually come from a few different places okay. all within the same canon so the physical appearance of dryads is somewhat different depending on your edition and source so in older editions they had the appearance of just straight up humanoid or elf maiden with like green hair okay like they just look like they were made of flesh um by their division uh, by third edition they were depicted as looking like elven maidens but with skin made of soft wood and hair made of leaves oh. fourth edition depicts dryads as being 
tree-like humanoids, like basically tree people. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, made, you know, made of bark, wood, and root, and all that with branches for hair, and <laughs> having only the, like, the vaguest of female forms, but with the ability to transform magically into, like, an elven woman if they choose. All right. Um, they look a lot like the, um, oh gosh, what are they called from Skyrim? I know you've never played, but people who are listening have played. There are these, uh, I guess. There are these dryad, <laughs> there are these dryad looking creatures called, um, uh, I can't think. I can't think of what they're called, but yeah, they look a lot like the the dryad like creatures from Skyrim. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> moving on. Um. Oh yeah. So five e five e has kind of landed them somewhere between uh, pre third edition and third edition, where they look like elven maidens that have soft wood but like in third edition they look more like alien-esque like if you see some of the images like they just got weird proportions and they look just kind of like weird if a tree scary. tried to be like get up and walk around kind of and it just had the form of a female like this is it literally looks like a elven woman but it does happen to be made out of like soft wood and like have leaves for hair that's kind of cool it looks really like elegant. a light aesthetic <clears throat> to it yeah, exactly. All right. So the concept of the origin of dryads and deities is based on the idea that all living creatures have a soul or a life aura inherent in them. Animals and humanoids have much stronger auras uh, than, say, plants. But some plants, namely trees, have fairly potent life auras themselves. Ancient and or magically invested trees can have a life aura so rich that they can form their souls into animate shapes. Ooh. Dryads are permanent physical representations of a tree's soul. There are two other ways that dryads are... awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Uh, there are two other ways that dryads can be born, uh, which we'll get into later. <laughs> so that's the okay. that's where all dryads, um, all dryads originally came from. All dryads okay. were born this way. I just picture like a badass tree that's been on like the side of a like enchanted river or whatever, sucking up those life juices. Exactly. And then like just opens up a door in the trunk and like a dryad walks out. <laughs> right. It's like, exactly. it's me, the tree. Now, by being an extension <clears throat> of a specific tree... Uh, it means that the dryad cannot live if her tree dies. Oh, wow. Okay. Neither can a dryad venture too far from her tree without dying. Okay. Uh, the distance varies, but the range seems to be anywhere from like 50 feet from their tree to a mile. Um, most sources say uh, a little more than a thousand feet, though. Huh. That, that sounds like, oh, how limiting, but like compared to tree movement? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty very, damn good. Very, yeah. 50 feet is amazing. I would say a thousand times better. Yeah. <laughs> so dryads that do go outside of the recommended perimeter will immediately begin to show signs of starvation, depression, and exhaustion. And they just fucking, eventually, they just get, you know, snapped, the Thanos away. Yeah, just like maybe. Just out. Yeah. Um, these, these symptoms will show up stronger and faster if the dryad is forcibly taken out of the perimeter versus oh. like choosing to. Okay. Yeah. So there that is. Um, damaging a dryad's tree will damage the dryad herself. Oh, uh, which is why dryads protect their grove with like pure fury. Let's stay a <laughs> fuck away from my tree. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, that's that's. But why? But why? What? But for why though? Why stay away from their tree? No, no. Like, why are they? What is the? What do they do? What is this phenomenon? Yeah, like it, um, so they're just in the fae, and it's just like okay, they, they're not necessarily in the fae. Like oh, they're, they're very common creatures. in the fae. Okay, and they are of fae origin, but they um, they exist in the wild places of the world. So is this just like a creature stat block? Is this something you're trying to fight? Or? Yeah, they they have a monster stat block, which we'll, we'll get into. Okay, um, 
but there's more to talk about. So dryads are one of D&D's most mysterious creatures. It's said even elves and druids know very little about them. Okay. Uh, they tend to manifest far from civilization, including even elven settlements. Um, they delight in the savage wildness of their groves, and they prefer solitude, even from other dryads. Like, a couple dryads might share a grove, but they don't spend much time together. Sure, okay. Um, even though they're in close proximity. So, more than two or three to a grove is exceptionally rare anyways. Um, though dr- dryads don't need to eat like a human does, but they'll, they'll do it anyways because they like the taste. So they tend to like to eat like berries and nuts or edible roots within their area. <laughs> okay. You know, they'll just do that occasionally. Just a little just curious. Just a little just curious. A little yeah. curious. <laughs> so dryads are very intelligent creatures um, and are most often benign. Uh, they are fey and thus remember that they're alien minded to most humanoids and they don't operate with the same morals and whatnot. Right. They're, they're, generally neutral creatures in that like they're neither good nor evil yeah maybe that's why i'm getting a weird vibe from oh, the yeah. description i'm definitely just like, what strange is creatures yeah. yeah they're fickle um they're playful and uh they will be dancing one moment and spooked off or offended the next like yeah. they're all over the place they're just like fucking getting it and they're like oh double finger Get out of my grove. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so they delight in things that are beautiful, like gold, gems, and artwork that they'll hide amongst their truths if they can get their hands on. Ooh, okay. Um, but more so than those things, dryads will often delight in the collection of handsome men. Um, they have powerful, charming powers, which I think pretty much everyone knows, like that's kind of their deal. Um, and if they take a fancy at a passing humanoid, they will entice them into their company. Part of this is for the enjoyment of being served and possessing something beautiful to them. Sure. Again, they don't operate on the same morality, so to them, they're not doing anything wrong. It's mm-hmm, just in mm-hmm. their nature. But also, dryads have a pretty well-earned reputation for hypersexuality. Um, okay, there we so go. Yeah, there, there it is. is. This is the second way dryads are born. <laughs> Just the raw, natural order of things. Birth some dryads. Indeed, indeed. Um, eventually, a dryad's charm will fade, and the dryad will reluctantly allow her charmy to leave, uh, often with a parting gift to remember her by. <laughs> Here, take um, this Van Gogh I stole off of the last <laughs> right, merchant cart that exactly. went by. Yeah, that. Um, I tire of it. <laughs> though humanoids are collected by dryads on these rare occasions, the most common dryad fathers are actually satyrs. Satyrs are little goat guys. They're not little. Let me tell just stop you there. They ain't little. So Hercules did me wrong. Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) So satyrs (laughs) will get their own episode. Uh, They might have to share some space, but. Are you saying Disney changed stuff? Oh, yeah. Like the base of the story to fit their needs? Definitely. 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 Um, So satyrs, they are. Humanoid goat men who have uh, also a huge reputation for hypersexuality. Yeah. They venture in like musical dancing bands throughout the Feywilds, just kind of partying it up. Yep. They're dropping E and they're like, hey girl, want to listen to me play my pan flute? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically what they do. I'm going to take you upstairs um, later. <laughs> uh, because they travel through the wilds, uh, they they will come across dryads and when two hypersexual beings of beauty <laughs> meet each other things are gonna happen okay so are you saying that hercules <laughs> the disney movie changed yeah never mind let's Anyways. move on so um now the coupling of a dryad and a satyr though common um it can, it can produce two different types of spawn if you will um the dryad might give birth to a male or a female if it's a female it's gonna be a dryad i was gonna say like a like a little tree in a pot <laughs> a tree in a pot there you go One if the male be a beautiful dryad if, if the child is a male it will be born as a satyr and if it is uh if it is a male the dryad will raise it uh until it gets to uh an appropriate age where she can send it off to live with its father 
and okay. his father will do the rest of the raising. Nice. He's a satyr and needs to go be a satyr. Oh, what's up, dude? Been, been waiting around <laughs> for man. you. Yeah. T- right. Here's your own pa- very first pan flute, there, guy. <laughs> right. I'm going to teach you the ways of swoo. A, uh, <laughs> a female child of a dryad will stay with the mother for about 12 years, um, and it will its soul will be attached to the mother's tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the dryad comes of age, it will eventually venture out on its own and attach to another tree of their origin. Oh, uh, so of their own. they're like crabs. Kind of. I guess. Find a new shell. Yeah, you got to find an appropriate tree. And then once that happens, they'll probably never see each other again. They have to eat the dryad that was growing in the new tree (laughs) so they can inhabit the tree itself. I would imagine it would just avoid that tree. Oh, there was like, oh, this tree's got one. Yeah, Let me, like exactly. find another. Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, afterwards, the mother and daughter will probably never see each other again because, again, dryads are just these nat- naturally solitary creatures. Mm-hmm. It's the w- way they like it. They uh, they tend to be considered, I don't a sacred, I think is the right word, by druids, elves, and trance. Oh, okay. Um, and so they'll be protected by those. And uh, they will work in tandem with these creatures, like uh, same with satyrs. Right. Okay. So they, a lot of times, these creatures, their goals align. So these are the types of creatures that work together. They're like, yeah, nature, man. So, any questions about dryads before we get into their abilities? Because I got a lot of them. I haven't mentioned some because they're just in the stat block, but they could do a lot of shit. I want to hear some of the shit that dryads can do. Okay. I want to so hear it right now. I'm gonna go ahead and pull this, pull this note down, and just bring this, bring this stat block to my eyeballs. Um, it's a good place for it. So dryads are challenge rating one. So this is my first problem. <laughs> one uh, yeah. is a good good for your standard dryad, but dryads to me seem to be the types of creatures that like gain power with age. So why don't we have like a challenge rating three and five version of like I don't know dryad yeah. queen, dryad, dryad briar witch, old dryad, old really old, <laughs> really old dryad. ancient dryad, ancient dryad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, wormling dryad. That being said, it's challenge rating one with arm rate uh, armor class of. 11 but if they cast bark skin which they have like innate spellcasting abilities yes 16 ac it always bark like it's always bark skin well i mean it's a dryad yeah but it's it's, it's not gonna be said, stone skin you said it's like skin looks oh, like bark. it's always bark like skin. it should yeah. always it's have not bark magical skin. bark though it's ac should be 16 to represent the continuity of I the creation probably of bark just, skin, I bark would, skin the spell. Yeah, i would probably just do what you're saying yeah yeah so um that they bad they have natural spellcasting ability like they have access to like druid craft entangle good berry bark skin pass without a trace and even the shillelagh cantrip oh wow so, yeah they pick up a stick breath of the wild style <laughs> they pick up start... a stick they just punch you oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> there you go i am a stick i am a stick <laughs> i'm the biggest stick <laughs> so um um, they can speak with beasts and plants directly, not like a furbolg. Um, they can just literally talk with plants and animals. What would be the difference? With a well, furbolg gets, gets like, like empathic, empathic oh, information. They get that feeling. You get that feeling. Well, a dryad would just have a conversation. They're just going <laughs> to say what's up. They have the uh, ability called tree stride. So once on her turn, the dryad can use 10 feet of her movement to step magically into one living tree within her reach and emerge from a second living tree within 60 feet of the first tree. Appearing in unoccupied space within Damn. five feet of the second tree. It's like, poof, poof. yeah, so they can they can teleport. Uh, teleport through trees. Also, the dryad can literally just hide in her tree. She could just go into it and just stay there and be safe inside the tree. Of course, as safe as any tree. Safe as any tree is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Welcome That's to exactly. welcome to my fire magic tree. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, that. So. Um, its attack is just a club attack, which is really just its fist. <laughs> Again, like I said, I shillelagh. shillelagh. Um, and then, of course, it has its uh, natural fate charm ability. So 
The dryad targets one humanoid or beast that she can see within 30 feet of her. If the target can see the dryad, it must succeed on a DC 14 wisdom saving throw or be magically charmed. The charmed creature regards the dryad as a trusted friend to be heated and protected. Although the target isn't under the dryad's control, it takes the dryad's requests and actions in the most favorable way that it can. Nice. Each time the dryad or its allies do anything harmful to the target, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. Otherwise, the effect lasts 24 hours. And this is why dryads... Um, can hold their victims for so long. Yeah. Because as long as they don't try and harm their victim, they can't save against it. Right. It's, it's what's done is done. <laughs> You're like, mine for 24 hours. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, it's new, 12 o'clock is coming up. Time to charm you. Now, it says here the dry can have no more. Uh, no more than one humanoid and up to three beasts charmed at one time. That doesn't really follow the lore because I was reading uh, some lore where dryads were literally collecting dudes. So well, that was an ancient dryad, Will. I guess so, which we don't have a stat block for. So. There that is. Yeah. All yeah. dryads AC are, are 16. All tree-based monsters have 16 AC. Right. So do you have any questions about dryads? Um, that, um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, with that being said, let's take a short rest. All right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the part of the episode. We're not talking about the last thing we're talking about. We're talking about something new. and It's about spreading the love. <laughs> don't, no. be, don't be weird, Will. Okay. The dungeon love. 
Spread it like peanut butter on your sandwiches across everybody you know. Tell people about our show if you love us, we love you, you know, that sort of thing. We would really appreciate it if you did. I want to say thank you very much to our sponsors for this episode, and thank you very much to everybody on Patreon for also sponsoring us in a way, and thank you for everybody that watches YouTube videos, because that kind of sponsors us in a way, too. You're helping keep the lights on. You're helping us do the show and make it better and do more shows. So thank you so much, and with that, well, with that, we'll tell them what you're supposed to tell them every short rest. I love you all, and let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. And we're back. We've returned. And it's time to talk about another tree folk of some sort. More trees. More trees. More. Indeed. So treants are sentient and weakened trees with some humanoid characteristics. Typically a face of some sort uh, in its trunk, two mighty legs, and two branches serving as arms or hands, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. both. Uh, due to the fact that only ancient trees awaken into treants, treants are typically fucking enormous. Like anywhere from huge to gargantuan size. Okay. So really, they're about as big as a fucking tree, which is big. I mean, there's a stat block for the awakened tree, but that's like totally different from a tree. Completely, utterly yeah. different, yeah. They are um, obviously directly based on Tolkien's Ents. Oh, yeah, okay. In fact, in the original Monster Manual, they were listed as Ents, but were renamed as Treants moving forward, likely for copyright reasons, okay. is my guess. Like, I didn't look into it, but that seems like the obvious reason. What is an Ent? Uh, something that Tolkien made up. Oh. They're, they're, no, wait. Well, why would it be copyright, though? What's, uh, because it would be copyrighted under the Tolkien estate. Oh, you mean in D&D it was switched? Yeah. In oh, D&D, not co- the original monster on Tolkien. Exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah you okay. got it. Yep. <laughs> All right. So no one knows how or why treants come into being. They simply do. Not all trees have the potential to become treants, but the ones that do live through a long meditative cycle of seasons as a simple tree. Mm-hmm. See, centuries pass without the treant... Um, um, realizing its own potential, but eventually in deep forest steeped in magic, these trees will suddenly awaken. Well, I say suddenly, there's actually some signs that show it's happening, but okay. to the tree, it's pretty fucking sudden. Yeah, that, like over the, the course of a year, they're like, oh fuck, I'm walking. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh shit. <laughs> I like that. That's that's fucking hilarious. Druids, uh, druids can sense very early on if a tree has a spark of potential, Okay, um, but as time goes on, it actually will become uh, obvious even to the ignorant passerby as like f- a face-like feature will develop in the bark of the trunk. Yeah, it's fucking throwing apples at them. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, a division will grow near uh, its lower trunk to form legs, and the long branches up here will start to bend slowly downward into like arm looking things. Okay. Um, and when the tree is ready, it will pull its legs free from the earth and walk upon its woodland home. And it'll just like the first time that happens is just be fucking shocked about it. I guess the so. The whole yeah. time. <laughs> all the other treants will be like, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. We, we were all there one day too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, treants are shepherds and guardians of the forests of the world. Unlike dryads who simply protect their groves from physical threats of civilization and such, treants are actually proactive and mighty gardeners of the forest cool. they spend their uh their lives tending the trees um which they go as far as like mending broken limbs of trees oh, uh, wow. digging out the the rot and the roughage from the forest and like um even like doing controlled burns and stuff like that like they maintain <laughs> their fucking forest and they're really good at it yeah oh wow so furthermore if a tree lives long enough it will uh actually eventually turn back into a tree what? Yeah, at the end of its life. Oh, like it? It's like a time to die, and yes. it just becomes a tree again. Basically, <laughs> where it, it will spend the rest of its life as a fucking tree. Oh, and that's one of those old fucked up trees that you see that has like yeah. the weird, like bulgy middles and stuff, and like no leaves ever. Right. That's a post tree ant, <clears throat> indeed. So, um, 
So, oh yeah. So back on like their tending of their forest, um, it's actually pretty obvious when there's a tree ant around because the forest will be incredibly well maintained. It'll be like, this ain't natural. It's like the park rangers? Park no. rangers? No. Too tree good. Tree Too, Too good. good. Yeah. <laughs> so tree ants are generally uh, peaceful by nature, but um, they do staunchly, even violently, kind of stand against the concept of civilization. <laughs> Yeah, because it's against civilization involves like deforestation and harvesting right. resources from exactly. places like the forest. Yeah, it makes they, sense. They would prefer a pure. <coughs> excuse me. They would prefer a pure, untamed world, and will even go as far as to actively attempt to halt the growth or even expunge civilization as it threatens their domains. And I mean, like most civilization. I don't mean like not every civilization. Civilization as we know it today, <coughs> as the mass. I think. I mean, the concept of civilization is one dominating one's environment to one's will yeah, which is okay. the opposite of letting like nature run its course mm-hmm. although one could argue that being this way is inherently in our nature so that is nature running its course but that's a discussion well, sure for another like, day there's cultures that live in tandem and make to that, to a certain an extent they have yeah. to manipulate <clears throat> the area around them eventually so oh you have to otherwise like there is, there is no society there is no civilization if you're not manipulating um but that being said trans are fucking just hostile for the most part to the idea of civilization. They don't even fucking like elves. Okay. But we'll get well, to that. Well, I mean, me neither. Well, I mean, <laughs> they like elves better than most people, but they don't even like them. Don't okay. But we'll get to it. So, I mean, so even though they're like mentally actively hostile, they're not actually like if there's a village they're not evil. outside of the forest, they're not charging out. <laughs> Get this shit out of here. Oh my god. No, they're not I mean they could if the village upsets them. <laughs> One day the trees will grow again. Smash. Trees smash. Right, right. They all just hang they all just line up on the edge of town and fall over. Right, right. Fuck everything up. And then they get back up and go to like another part of town. But anyway, strands aren't doing that. For the most part. That's good. In fact, even if like a woodcutter comes into a trans forest and like does their work but avoids cutting down like living healthy trees, the trant will will probably just let them be. Okay. Fuck it. It's like, thanks for the help. Yeah. I was like, I was going to get to that eventually. So you're all right. Like, I want you out. But watch your step. Snap. (laughs) Take this log and leave. Right. Basically. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, even elves aren't a, a, an exception to this distaste of civilization. Uh, Trants will tolerate elven kingdoms when they're within their forests, but only due to the special precautions that elves kind of take that humans just never would, right? Or dwarves never would. Um, and though the Trant would not go as far as like actually being friends or trusting elves, at least they can trust the the fact that elves will remember the deals that they make. With the trance because okay. they live so long. Nice. Like humans, on the other hand, like within a generation or two, will completely forget whatever deal was made and completely go back on it. And to like two generations to a trant is a blink of an eye. So it's really fucking it's true. They really don't like humans. Yeah. And I don't blame them. But, anyways, basically, um, the closer the philosophy of a creature um, that matches the trans philosophy, the more likely a symbiotic relationship can form. So, druids, dryads, most fey creatures, elves, gnomes, et cetera. Triads are among the Prime's most ancient beings. Um, they live so long that they make both dragons and elves look positively human. Like in 10 to 20,000 years. Damn, son. And then, again, they turn into a fucking tree. And then I'm just a tree again. And, and then, they're still alive, technically. Oh, they, can you just, like, cycle through it back and forth? You know, I thought about that, but there was no lore that said it. But I could see that happening. Okay. Sure. Magic springs. Magic rivers running along the sides. <laughs> Anything is possible. Magic. Indeed. This is your setting. So because treants' lives are so long, uh, they can often have trouble remembering all that they've seen and heard in their lives. 
I mean, 10,000 years of long. So they're not and they're not abolists. Yeah. yeah. So to mitigate this, trance are famous for transcribing uh, important memories or information in mnemonic songs. Okay. So most trance will know thousands of such songs that they will sing to remember. Okay. So that'd be kind of a cool thing. It's like, oh, we need this information, but no one remembers. But, you know. Uh, old Trant Bob has a, yeah. a sing song about yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. Like, he probably knows the song, so go see him, and then, like, the players go. And then, like, if you're a musically inclined dungeon master, maybe you crafted a song on a guitar and you can sing something. Or the bongos. That'd be cool. Like, it'd be cool if you did something <laughs> like that because you have a nice voice and, like, you could play. So, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's, it's just true. So, um, yeah. It's the rings inside of trees are actually just songs, like a record player. Yeah. <laughs> It's like this is how many cool, this is how no. many tre- years a tree lives. Look at all the rings. It's like, like those are all so many goddamn songs. It's the longest up, fucking album. This is the oldest. The iPod was based off of this tree. Anyways, um, <laughs> these are gigs and gigs worth of songs. Trants are also known for the magical potions that they brew, um, and they brew these potions potions from their own tree sap and other like assorted materials they find in forest. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I saw it like like fucking ringing out it's like armpit to get the juice it needs <laughs> yeah, for the fucking yeah. I can see that <laughs> happening yeah absolutely now Gross. these these potions are simply like food that sustains the treant but like they're so invested with like life force because the treant itself is like this incredible like has this incredibly powerful like life aura that if it's ingested by a humanoid it can grant them like all kinds of magical abilities temporarily like nice. increased strength healing it's even said that like some uh, some people that drink uh, from some of these draughts like will just have artificially extended lifespans. Oh, that's cool! Like a human that lives like 150 years. Like if you fucking make friends with like treants somehow, then mm-hmm. they're like willing to hook it up. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Exactly. You get to see one like squeeze itself to like make sap come <laughs> out from its bark. It like scrapes a jar up its chest. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Gross. So uh, treants often live alone, um, but they do welcome each other's company. So mm-hmm. they, they're not antisocial. Okay. Um, and they sometimes do live in large groups. Um, trans. They powwow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they have like potion brewing parties and stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You've ever heard of Triant Fight Club? No, I haven't. That's that because one of the first. Terrifying. That's because the first and second rule. Well, don't worry about it. Okay, I won't. Okay. Um, so trans not only uh, trans me mostly live alone, but they themselves are like these literal walking ecosystems. So like. They they have to worry about a lot of things that like normal trees have to worry about, like rot and like bug, bug infections and yeah. fungal infections. So what they do Those tree is, beetles are no joke. Yeah. They'll, what what trance will do is they'll encourage like grubs to live inside them and eat out all the wood rot and fungi. And they'll uh encourage like certain bird species or bat species to live amongst their um branches to like keep bark beetles away. Oh wow. Um and they'll like surround their their legs and their roots with like poisonous mushrooms to <laughs> okay. like, keep like wood eating like beavers and, and woodchucks and whatnot away. Okay. So like there's these walking ecosystems just walking around. They're like calling birds in like, Hey guys, I need you to shit over here. We need some, we need some good manure. Yeah. For this well, they, ground. they have the magical ability to uh, directly communicate with all plants and animals like dryads, probably even better than dryads. Um, they can attune themselves with surrounding trees and they're able to see and hear all within their domain as well. So like if you're in a forest that has a treant, be careful what you fucking say. Cause they okay. can probably hear you. I wonder probably if, know you're there. I wonder if like they're not fans of like woodpeckers or like beavers. Yeah, they're probably, I mean, they're probably not <laughs> fans of them getting all up on them and their trees too much, but I mean, they also understand that they are part of nature. So okay. All that stuff. So like beavers doing their thing by the river, it's fine. Right, exactly. I mean, you know they beavers are nocturnal? I didn't know that. They're super annoying. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, how does that make them annoying? 
because they're up at night, like making a bunch of noise. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. yeah. If you live, I near camped a next to a river yeah. at one time, and it was just oh, yeah? like super oh, fucked up. Fuck? Yeah, I was just like, what is that noise? <laughs> like all night, right? Me, we all woke up the next day and we're like, "What the fuck happened out there?" <laughs> it was a fucking war zone. A bunch of beavers. Oh, that's that's yeah, interesting. Just like yelling, um, splashing around. Treants also have the magical ability to animate plant life, so they can awaken trees if they wish. So they can make awakened trees, yeah. not other treants. No, no, not other treants. Just awakened trees that can move okay. and, and do as they will. So, I wonder yeah. what they like. The personality of the awakened tree is like in that scenario. I don't know. We'll like compared to, to a tree awakened, awakened things. Oh, there's only the bush and the tree. Um, I mean, yeah, in the monster manual. Well, yeah. There's more lore than what's in the monster manual. Speaking of which, let's look at the stat block from the monster manual for the tree ant. Okay. So it's a challenge rating nine, which I think is appropriate because this thing's a fucking huge ancient monster with yes. a lot of knowledge and abilities. So. And like a really cool multi-attack, like a slam and a, mm-hmm. and a poke or something. 16 natural armor. Um... It's uh, it resists bludgeoning and piercing damage. It is vulnerable to fire. Now this is pretty rare in fifth edition. There aren't a lot of vulnerabilities, but I mean it's a fucking tree. Yeah, so. you better be weak to fire. <laughs> Indeed, um, it has the ability false appearance. When a train remains motionless, it is indistinguishable from a normal train. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a, a feature called Siege Monster. A tree deals double damage to objects and structures. It just fucking hates civilization <laughs> so goddamn much. <laughs> is that a building? Oh, well, like. Hey, like your mortar cannon or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like your catapult. Exactly. Like it's going to go destroy that thing in one swing. Right, exactly. So um, it has a multi-attack where it can make two slam attacks, which are pretty heavy hitting. Uh, We're talking about 3d6 plus 6 bludgeoning damage with a plus 10 to hit. Ooh. Yeah. Um, It could also throw a rock, apparently, (laughs) (laughs) for that ranged ranged attack, uh, which is also plus 10 to hit. 4d10 plus 6 from this motherfucking boulder. Oh, my God. My God. You could probably like scout the area and there is no rocks and then the treant shows up there to fight you and it's just like reaches down into the earth and grabs one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit. No. Um, and then once a day it can animate trees. Treant magically animates one or two trees it can see within 60 feet of it. These trees have the same statistics as a treant. Holy shit. What? Except they have intelligence and charisma scores of one. They can't speak and they have only the slam app action option. Um just like making clones still, dude. Of they got 138 HP. That's what the treant has. So that <laughs> now you have a- triple. Holy shit! It just makes a squad. Yeah, it does. The tree remains animated for one day or until the uh, uh, until the treant dies or until it dies uh, until the treant dies or is more than 120 feet away from the treant. So wow, yeah. what the hell? That's uh, when it becomes inanimate. The tree then takes root wherever it can. Okay. So yeah. Shit. Pretty fucking scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were not that powerful in Wizard of Oz. No, not at all. <laughs> I would also say those weren't treants. So. Not pretty much. Uh, I mean, they couldn't walk. <laughs> well, I mean, wh- how close are you going to get? Yeah. And like couldn't walk or weren't And they walking. don't maintain forests and they're not guardians of pretty much anything. They besides maintain the forest. They're like, what the hell are you all doing here? Get the fuck out. They were more like halfway between. Uh, they were like a, a dryad not quite out of the tree yet. <laughs> dryad like like controlling the tree from within basically. like a fucking cyborg yeah basically like a fucking pacific rim style that's that's what i would say there's a dryad in there with another dryad just like have we have to stay in sync <laughs> do you have any questions about treants dryads? throw the apples at the travelers <laughs> no that one's made of straw kill him do you have any questions about treants no okay <laughs> well that being said i think it's time to get ready for a long rest yeah we should get ready for the long rest in which we talk about things that we do that aren't just the dungeon cast but are heavily associated with the dungeon cast like Indeed. our live game Indeed. super quest saga mm-hmm. space space warlocks D&D. druids 
Space. Paladins. Lasers. God. Elves. God is dead. God, all the gods are dead. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> God is dead. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a D and D game uh, that we play. Uh, well, we play every other week and it airs every other Tuesday. Um, and uh, yeah, it's set in space and it's just D and D and it's a it's a good time. These guys are time displaced D and D adventurers who find themselves in uh, the same galaxy, not a galaxy far away, but it's a galaxy far, far in the future, like two hundred thousand years. <laughs> the galaxy the that you know and love, right here, but just way <laughs> advanced in time. Indeed. Uh, yeah, it's got uh, elder gods. It's got mind flares. It's got it uh, of those assholes. It does a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's got laser pistols and and cities on asteroids and spaceships and flashlights and flashlights and yeah. batteries. Cell phones. Indeed. Smartphones even. Smart arm. <laughs> smart arm phones. Indeed. Okay. So yeah, let's you talk- guys should go check it out. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Let's talk about uh when we play video games. Yeah, we do that on TDC uh plays. TDC plays our sister our sister YouTube channel. You can check out the Dungeon Cast on YouTube. That's where you'll find future uh future set galaxy game <laughs> super quest saga um but a separate youtube channel called tdc plays which we would appreciate if you also want to subscribe and like some videos and stuff leave comments that helps a lot mm-hmm. it does um, so, uh, we play yeah. video games there mostly will but like yeah, mostly me yeah but. other people too <laughs> and as we have more time and do more projects the channel will expand especially with uh you know if you guys are interested in it um do those things and it'll help us do that thing that's kind of how it works, um, which is why we like to say special thank yous to people on Patreon and people that do watch YouTube and people that do sponsor the show. Really helps us out, helps us move forward. Yep, yep, and yep. What else do we have? <clears throat> Social media plugs. Let's talk about Instagram and Twitter. It's at the Dungeon Cast. You can find us there. We're doing lots of cool stuff all the time. Indeed. You can talk to us on Discord, yep. uh, where there's a great community of people. Thank you to everybody that helps support running the Discord there. Um, and there is our email, the dungeoncast at gmail.com, where you can ask us questions. You could uh, inquire about advertising space, which we have three spots available uh, typically on each show. So, um, Hit us up there with whatever or, you know, wherever you can find us. Uh, and, yeah, just thank you guys very, very much. Anything else you want to add, Will? No, I think you said uh, everything that needs to be said. All right. Let's, with that, let's call it a game. Call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.